Live from Haptic HQ, ladies and gentlemen, Haptic Intel, Hapticast Unscripted. Yes. Brett Roberts, Josh Tull. Mm. We're here. What an excellent intro you just provided the people. When I say live, I don't mean live coming to you live, but we are live. Live recorded four days ago. And we are live. We're, we are living. A live. Yeah, we're live alive. That's right. We're live a live. We're live. We're live alive. We're live live. We're live live. Live a lie. Wow. Yeah. Live lie. So, Brett, before we hopped into this, I was looking at our YouTube backend. Yeah. Five ninety four. Yeah, five hundred and ninety four subscribers on YouTube. We're very close to six hundred. Very close. Yeah. Um. So. That's good. I want everybody to, you know, I mean, obviously listen on audio platforms because that's where this is, but also, you know, like, comment, and subscribe. Right. Uh, on YouTube and Twitch. Yeah, and I want to give a shout-out so to... YouTube. I want to give a shout-out to a couple of special listeners that we've had. Special listeners? Yeah, so a little update for everyone. Um, Apple Podcast listeners, shout-out to you. Especially oh. if you're in the countries of United Arab Emirates yeah. or Nepal, because we're on, see, we're on the same wavelength. Because I was, I was literally, I pulled up Twitter and I was like, "What are we? Where?" I was right. about to say this, so go ahead. You, yeah. you made me think of it. So yeah, so uh, exciting news. Hapticast is number fifteen on the Apple Podcast charts for gaming podcasts in the United Arab Emirates, and also we are the number one gaming podcast in Nepal this week. So. That is Shout awesome. Out to dude. The Napoleons, dude. <laughs> Isn't aren't they actually called the Neapolitans? Are they? I I think that's an ice cream. So I don't know anything about Nepal. Mm-hmm. Well, I have uh, special information for you here. Um, there's an exclusive NFT piece of art uh, on OpenSea right now that has mm. to do with the UAE. Uh, I just looked up hashtag UAE, and um, what if I t- Do we have a huge following? Well, just what, if, what if I told you that the fourth most popular tweet when you search the hashtag United Arab Emirates, or at least the mm-hmm. fourth result here, is our tweet about being number 15 gaming podcast in the world for the UAE? Well, we didn't even get a lot of likes on that. I'm just telling you it's the fourth result, and then the fifth result when you search up Nepal... One, two, three, four, five, sorry, sixth result is us tweeting that out. What? Yeah, dude. How? I'm just telling you what the results show. Okay. How many po- I'm, all right. I'm just presenting Poppy. I'm just presenting to you the information that I see on Twitter with these hashtags. There's twenty nine million people in Nepal. Yeah, and guess what? We're the best gaming podcast in Nepal. No one in Nepal's like making gaming podcasts? I guess not. Let's see. What's going on in Nepal right now? Nepal. What's Nepal known for? Landlocked country in South Asia. It's mainly situated in the Himalayas. 
Very nice. All right, I just found a list of uh, Nepali. That's what they're called. Ne- Nepal, Nepal, Nepali streamers and gamers. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Number one is Two B Gamer. Two million subscribers. Okay. Four uh, K Gaming Nepal is the second biggest one with a hundred or eight hundred and seventy thousand subscribers. Mister mm-hmm. Junior, <laughs> with three hundred and thirty-two thousand. Uh, the next one's Nero, two hundred and four thousand. SK forty-nine is one hundred and seventy-eight thousand. And Josh, the bar is really low. These guys have like a hundred videos, a thousand videos. I feel like we have way more videos than all of these guys. 4K Gaming Nepal has 2,438. That's quite a lot. I want to tell you, I'm looking at some some images of Nepal. It looks beautiful, especially around yeah. the uh, the mountains, the Himalayas. Let's just keep saying nice things about Nepal, and maybe we'll somehow exceed the number one spot on mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts. Uh, fun fact, <clears throat> tourism is one of the largest and fastest growing industries in Nepal, employing more than a million people and contributing, holy shit, this is massive, contributing 7.9% of the country's total GDP, the gross domestic product. That is ridiculous. Wow. That is, that's almost 10%. So we, listen, we should go to Nepal, dude. Let's do have to cast live from Nepal. And invite invite all of the uh, all the cult members, dude. All the Nepali mm-hmm. Aptacast fans. Damn, their cuisine is good. Mm. Now, if I didn't know any better, I would be like, they eat bugs. What do they eat in Nepal? <laughs> no, it's a uh, it's it's it seems like a very like Asian <laughs> Asian slash Indian fusion centric type of things. Lots of coriander, cumin, turmeric, cinnamon. Mm. Lots of rice. The pictures know, I saw of dumplings. The, the people of Nepal did, did not do them justice. Lots, they of, didn't lots look, of vegetarian type stuff. Definitely didn't make them look like they were uh, oh, modern. They have large Hindu and Buddhist populations, which is probably where. Uh, dude, it is beautiful. Yeah. There's on it. Okay. This might be the thumbnail. I'm going to send it to you right now. Uh, lots of tomato-based leaner curries. That sounds good. Are lighter and creamier than Indian counterpart food. Look at the image I just sent yeah, you on dumplings. The grid fam. We're looking at images now, folks. Well, this image is probably going to be the thumbnail of the video. So I just I think I just copied that. Pasted that twice. That's fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean that rules that guy is awesome whoever this person is i want to meet them that is awesome and that has to be the thumbnail 100 yeah. and you have to put us with us, him us with him yeah yeah and when we go to nepal we have to wear this we have to wherever we have to go to get one of these that he's wearing that's yeah. where we need to be okay so all of our nepali listeners out there you need you need to uh hit us up if you, for those that are listening, by the way, and you're not watching on video or anything, it's a if you type in Nepal on Google Images, it's one of the first images, and it's this man wearing like makeup and he has like a white beard and he's got like this hat on that looks like it's made of flowers and stuff. Like I'm just, 
I'm loving him. Yeah. Right, what if well. he was the only one listening to our podcast and it just... I'd be honored. He's the only Apple podcast listener in Nepal. I'd be, I'd be extremely honored. That's awesome. Well, we're 10 minutes and I feel like we haven't talked about anything. Yeah. I have a little something I want to talk about if it's cool with you. Mm-hmm. I think it's time we finally tell the people Uh-oh. about our little friend. Our little friend. Okay. Yeah. Who would that who would that little friend be? So I'm just gonna tell the whole story. Okay. And fill in your details as as I don't even know on. what you're talking about, but okay. You will. All right. All right. So this is a story that takes place maybe God. Over ten years ago at this point. Wow. That's where it begins. Okay. Okay. All right, let me put myself in the headspace of 10 years ago. Yeah, little Brett and little Josh mm-hmm. were sitting outside of a GameStop inside of a mall. Okay. Wow. Yep. We're going there. We are number two in line to get the next installment of Call of Duty, which was maybe Black Ops or Modern Warfare 2 or Modern Warfare 3. Black Ops. Three. I think it was 3, Modern Warfare 3. Yeah, you might be right. No, um, I think it was sooner than that. It wasn't two, I but think regardless. Was, I think it was Black Ops, dude. Might have been Black Ops. Are you ready for Black Ops? Because I remember you got you pre-ordered the uh, the special edition, so it was either the night vision goggles for Modern Warfare 3, or it was the RC car. It was for the Black RC Ops. car, so it was Black Ops. Okay. Yeah, because we I remember we walked out with our totes. And I got the care package edition, right. I believe. Yeah. So, okay. So anyway, we're standing outside of this GameStop. We're number two in line. There's a man there, and he's number one in line. Mm-hmm. Super nice guy. Struck up conversation with us. Uh, worth noting, we're we're 13 years old at, at this point. Correct. Right. Uh, and yeah. he starts showing us stuff on his phone. He's like, hey, you guys fans of The Walking Dead? And then, like, I mean, think about when this happened. Like, Walking Dead was huge. And we were yeah. like, hell yeah, dude. So he's like, check this out. And he showed us like convention pictures where he met the cast of The Walking Dead and he was scrolling through him and Rick Grimes, him and Carl. And we were just like, oh, that's cool, man. And I remember he was like, you guys like wrestling? And we were like, no, not really. We used to like wrestling, but mm-hmm. not really. That's an important key of this story. But just bear with me here. So that night came and went. We talked to the guy. He was, he was really nice. Uh we got our big totes, as you mentioned, Josh, and we went home. Fast forward to the next installment of Call of Duty one year later, and we're at the midnight release. We might be number four in line this time. Mm-hmm. And who's number one? The same guy. Same guy. Same guy. Same and he remembers us. Being. And he points at us. Hey, guys, I remember you from last year. And, you know, some banter. All is well. But then it gets weird. Because then we literally start seeing this guy everywhere. And when I say everywhere, I'm not kidding. <laughs> he means literally everywhere. In fact, most recently, like a couple of weeks Fe- ago. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, before that, February. Yeah. We definitely saw him in February. Um, so we see him everywhere. I'll, I'll list a couple of examples. So, again, anytime there was like a, a, a pre-release for a video game and we went, he was there. That's going to sound normal. You're like, okay. 
dude, he's a big fan of games. You guys are big fans of games. That makes sense. Okay. Metallica concert. He's there. God, you're right. Philly's game. We're from Philadelphia, by the way. He's there. Wrestling shows. Remember, I told you wrestling was really important to the story. He's there. Yeah. Every time we go somewhere, the casino, see him. He's there. The casino. We're, you know, 21 plus now. We can go to casinos. Guess what? We see him there. Uh, Where else did I see him? Oh, local malls. He's doing uh, he, he's running stands, booths at these like uh, trading card or like wrestling figure convention things. He's there. OK, and it's 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 literally the same guy every single time. It is not anyone else. It is him. Mm-hmm. We've never gone up to him and said, like, hey, man, remember us? Because that's weird. But we always see him. Yeah. And like I'll, I'll text you when I see him. I'm like, dude, I just saw the guy and you'll text me. Or if we're together, we're like, holy shit, it's the guy, right? Mm-hmm. For the longest time, we just called him the guy, and we just saw him everywhere. Here's where the story takes a dark turn. This is uh, the dark side of the ring, if you will. That's right. I am now a huge wrestling fan. I was when I was a kid. I stopped for many, many years. And uh, around 2016, when I was in college, I uh, got back into wrestling. And I'm a big fan now. So I'm on all the wrestling subreddits. I keep up with the backstage news and whatnot. And what do you know? One day I'm on Reddit. I see the fucking guy. On Reddit. I fucking shit myself. Because at this point, that means someone else in this world knows him besides us. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So... I click into the post. I find out his Not name. Not good, dude. His name is Rob Feinstein or Feinstein. Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll say Feinstein. I think that's probably closest to the to the actual pronunciation of his last name. If you're a wrestling fan, you know exactly who this guy is. If not, buckle up. Everything I'm about to say is alleged. I don't have proof of any of it. It's all from third-party sources. I'm just repeating what I read, okay? It's all legend. <laughs> so, the, the part that's not alleged is Rob Feinstein was the founder of Ring of Honor Wrestling. Yeah. Which huge, huge wrestling promotion. Yeah, huge. The likes of CM Punk, Samoa Joe, big-time wrestlers. All came from Ring of Honor. And if you think about it, Ring of Honor is still active today, not under operation of, of Rob Feinstein, but mm-hmm. it is now owned by Tony Khan, the owner of AEW All Elite Wrestling. Yeah. It is a huge promotion. Cody Rhodes was on Ring of Honor. The Young Bucks were on Ring of Honor. You know, they have a, a storied history. Okay. Now, you might want like be asking, well, how long was he, you know, operating Ring of Honor? Well, Unfortunately, Rob founded Ring of Honor Wrestling and was let go from his role a mere two years later. And do you want to know why he was let go? No, I know why, but I need you to tell everybody else. <clears throat> Allegedly, Rob Feinstein was chatting with minors and arranged a meetup with a minor, allegedly. And went to the house of a minor, allegedly, 
and was caught by Dateline NBC to catch a predator, allegedly. So I'm reading all of this, allegedly, and I shit myself because I think back to when I'm 13 years old mm-hmm. and he's showing me all of these all of these cool things that he has on his phone trying to entice me, maybe, allegedly. Um, so it, it, just, it was very alarming. It was very weird when I made the revelation that who he was. Uh, so I'll read from the Wrestlepedia wiki. Here's the full story. Uh, in 2004, allegedly, <laughs> Rob Feinstein... <laughs> Rob Feinstein met a 14-year-old boy through instant message. They made plans to meet and hang out at the boy's house. He claimed that his sister was having a party in New York and his parents were away, and he gave Feinstein his address in Chicago. When he arrived at the boy's house, he was welcomed with news cameras and drove away. Soon after, he resigned from both Ring of Honor and RF Video, and uh, which was his like video company. However, Feinstein would wind up taking back control of RF Video, but he has not been involved with Ring of Honor since. Uh, there's information here about what happened with Ring of Honor and and who took over afterwards, but that's not important. What is important is apparently Feinstein has actually claimed a few months ago that this was all a plan by the new operate, operational manager of Ring of Honor and others in the Ring of Honor front office staff to get him out of the company, allegedly. Allegedly. I don't know how they would organize that, but... Allegedly, it's a freaking absolutely insane situation. Right. And the fact that, I mean, I don't know. Like, he was in our sphere at a time, you know, in hindsight, that was not good. We were the age of the child that he allegedly... It it is not good. Yeah, it's not good. Now, all the times we've seen him, that doesn't matter. Like, we're not saying like no, 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 stalking no, 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 us no, no, or no, no, anything. No, no. Not at all. Just it's just like him. it's just like happenstance. Like, right. ha- just over and over and over and over. I mean, he lives in an area of which we both, you know, like like there's crossover there. Like that's whatever. Right. That's just. But there's people that but... I I know that I don't ever see, ever. And for me to always not even like he like we're looking for each other. I just see him. Yeah. And you just see him like there's people that I knew for years that I have friends that I was friends with for 10 plus years. I have never once seen them out in the wild and they live in the same neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like I don't see them ever. Yeah. But for the past 10 plus years, I've been seeing this guy multiple times. It's just that the likelihood is insane. Well, listen, dude. <clears throat> what do you think? Is he trying to uh, trying to get to us, dude? I don't want to comment on whether or not I think he was trying to get to us, but um, I don't think so. No, I, I I genuinely do not think so either. Yeah. <laughs> I think he, I mean you know how those midnight releases go, you know? Right. I have respect for him. He he created a promotion that I mean he's only there for two years, but I mean he's also uh, he's done some really good interviews with with. Uh, some wrestlers, some legends and stuff with RF video. So good for him. If he's listening to this, Rob, hit us up. I'd love to potentially talk about how we've run into each other thousands of times. Yeah, it is uh, pretty crazy. I mean, it's it's more than 10 at this point, right? What times we've seen him? Yeah. 
or about yeah. 10 around there. Yeah. Once a year, maybe. Yeah. Or it's multiple like, times a year just, and not at all. It's just crazy. Yeah. So yeah, it really is. Uh, the other thing is like when he was arrested, he wrestled or was a manager or something in Ring of Honor. And uh, his character was called the fun athletic guy. And he dressed in a very, I don't know how to describe it, like a homoerotic Very way. Fun, fun athletic outfit. Right. And if you take the first letter of fun athletic guy from each word, the first letter, that's what he was insinuating uh, with that character. So um, I don't know. Yeah, you know, his sexual orientation does not matter to me. I don't care about that. Um, but allegedly he tried meeting up with a 14 year old, which is obviously no good. I don't know if he's ever really commented on it, but I would imagine if he, if he got like charged with anything, he wouldn't be allowed to be around kids, right? No, no. So I don't think anything ever came of it. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. But that's a that's a pretty uh, that's a good story. Yeah, I don't know if anyone out there has ever had a situation like that where they just see this guy and like for years again he was the guy. Like yeah. we just we would just say that. <clears throat> I mean it's it's gotten it's gotten where it's happened so much. The last time it happened, I remember, I think we were at the casino, and um, we saw him. We both looked at each other, and be like, "There he is, dude." And then we just kept kept going. Like it's become such a non-event because right. it's happened so many times. Right. Where it's like, oh, there he is again, dude. And it's always uh, like a different place too. That's the thing. Like it's, it's usually never in the same place twice. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. Pretty nuts, dude. He gets around. Yikes. Allegedly. Yeah. All right. Cool. Nice story. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. I'm curious to. Curious if there's any way he'll find this and reach out to us. And I'm also curious if anyone else has any experiences that are kind of similar to that, you know? Like, I want to know what the st statistical probability of that occurring is. Right. Like, it's low. Right. I would like to, like, talk with him and just confirm, like, were you at this wrestling show? Were you at the casino on this date? Because he has to remember those things, right? Mm -hmm. And that's how we could prove to him, like, it really is, like, a lot. Like, we could be like, were you here? He'll be like, yep. We'll be like, were you there? He'll be like, yep. And we'll be able to prove that this is this is something that is happening. All right. Here you go. Wow. Okay. Are you Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Wow. This. This is going to blow your mind. I'm ready. You want to talk about statistical anomalies. So this is assuming that you've already seen this person and you only need to see them one more. One more six, one more time for this to count towards these odds, but it has equations here to determine the probability of multiple times okay so let's say i mean we've seen him let's count what at least what? 10 times at least 10 times so if we go to 10 here in this equation 
The odds of seeing the same person whom you do not know but met one time for 10 times or more on any given day over the course of 365 days times 10 is <laughs> is 108 million or 0.00000125%. Wow. Let me say now, that again for you. 0.00000125%. Now, I have to imagine certain factors would increase the odds. For well, example, I'm sure. This is not location. taking into account location and any of that stuff. This is like a Interests. purely mathematical, yeah. Right. Like we share interests. We go to the same like concerts. Yeah. We go to the same sporting things, you know. Yeah. But still. And. <laughs> wow. Now, and this. Okay. This formula apparently takes into account. These are the odds over the course of an entire lifespan. Mm -hmm. So 70 years. I don't know if he's like uh, actively involved with any wrestling corporations now. But I know when I went to, fuck, what was, I forget what event it was, but I went to a WWE pay-per-view, and it was the one where Randy Orton and Jinder Mahal battled in the Punjabi prison for mm -hmm. the WWE title. And first of all, awful event. But while I'm standing outside, this is a couple years ago, while I'm standing outside, he was handing out flyers in the line for a wrestling Rob? show that was happening in Philly. Yeah, Rob mm -hmm. was. And he handed me one, and that was my moment to be like, and this is before I knew who he was. Right. And I was, I wanted to be like, dude, I fucking know you. Like, I, I, I see you everywhere. I don't know who you are. Like, you're like a D-list celebrity almost, but I see you everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know. Anyway, do you have any other uh, celebrities that you've seen in public? Yeah, there's a few. Um, I saw Woody Harrelson at a bar once in New York. Um, Woody Harrelson. Why does it? Who's Woody Harrelson? He's a uh... Zombieland. Zombieland. Woody Harrelson. Okay, got it. That's not his most popular thing. It's just the one that I thought that you might know yeah. him most from. Oh, I know Woody Harrelson. Yeah, I just I was blanking on what he looked yeah, like. Hunger Games, a million other yeah. things. Um, He's a big actor. Yeah. So I met him once uh, at a bar in New York with my dad. Um, I dined with Robin Williams once. Have, oh, this is a good story, actually. I've told you this story before. But this is this is a good story. My 10th birthday, right? Go to New York. Go to an Italian restaurant. I forget what it's called now. It's going to bother me. But went to this Italian restaurant. And I'm sitting, having having a nice meal, you know, with my dad and my stepmom and a couple of people. Celebrating my 10th birthday. Right. The waiter comes over and he makes a big deal. He's like, you're not going to believe who's going to come have dinner. And we're like, ah, cool. Who is that? He's like, no, you'll, you'll see it when you get here, when he gets here. So who walks in the front door and goes and sits down at a table pretty close to us? But Mr. Robin Williams. Wow. Now, I was a pretty big Robin Williams fan at the time. Still am. I mean, he's a great actor. He's a good, good person. He's dead. He is dead. But he came in alone and sat down and started having dinner alone. And the waiter came up to my table and he was like, do you want me to ask if like, you know, 
it's okay to like get a picture with him or like a signature or something. I was like, and like, I was like, no, it's like, it's really okay. Like I would love to like take a picture with him, but like, it's really like, I, I don't want to bother him. And he was like, no, no, no. He comes in here all the time. It'll be okay. So the waiter goes over, he parlays something and right. he, he waves us over. So get up, go over, take a picture with him have like a you know general conversation i mean i'm 10 years old i don't really remember the extent of the conversation but have a conversation with him and then he's like do you guys mind if i join you no mr williams himself yeah he was like 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 i'm here alone you guys mind if i just come and i'll sit down with you and like he was like really boisterous and like over the top and really cool and like him and my dad like hit it off a little bit and so he came and he sat down not for a long time for a little bit but he came down and he sat down before he ate and just you know chilled out and like was super personable for a couple minutes and the fact wow. that he did that was like for me as a 10 year old was like really really cool no pictures no i do have a picture i do have a do picture you? yeah yeah you'll have to find that yeah it's in a uh, scrapbook was this in new york city yeah mm-hmm I looked up Robin Williams' favorite restaurant, Italian New York. <laughs> was it called Don Giovanni? No, it was. Uh, it was like Pana Vecchio's or something. I think. Oh, okay. I think that was the name of it. I forget. But yeah, I have a picture. I'll have to find that scrapbook. I know I have that scrapbook. I saw that actually when I moved recently. So I still have it. But yeah, he was super That's nice. That's awesome. He's a really nice guy. Which, in hindsight, too, when you know he you know unfortunately killed himself yeah. was like damn that's crazy because he came into dinner alone by himself you know what i mean right and this was uh how old what year was this then <sighs> it's 10 you were 10 so 2003 um you were born in 93 oh yeah no you're right that's easier to do math that way yes right yeah, so early. So 2000s. 2003. Let's let's look up Robin Williams. I want to see how how famous he was, <clears throat> or what movie he might have been. I mean, he he was about. already huge, right? I mean, that yeah, was after Patch Adams and Mrs. Doubtfire and all that. All right, so actually, no, that that was the year he made. Oh no, that was the year you were born. Uh, wow. So he was actually he didn't really work on a lot. In the early 2000s, like nine, like 99 to 2003, uh, he was in AI, artificial intelligence in 2001, one hour photo in 2002, and death to Smoochie in 2002, insomnia in 2002. But at this point, all of his big movies like Patch Adams, Goodwill Hunting, Flubber. Aladdin, Jumanji, like these are all right. Like he's a, this is like mega, mega, mega star. Yeah. This is Doubtfire. Wow. Dead Poet Society. Yeah. But he was just like the most like personable, chill, like dude. And I mean, it was just a couple of minutes, but like even that is like not many people would do that. You know what happened, dude? <clears throat> he met with you, had dinner with you for your birthday and said, wow, that was such a great experience. I love kids so much. I'm going to make a kid's movie. And you know what he did? He went on to make right as soon as he was done having dinner with you in December of 2003, 
He recorded his lines for the hit film Robots, hell yeah, which dude. which released in two thousand and five. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. But so. yeah, and um, I don't know. It was cool. I'll always remember that. I have to pull, cool. pull the picture because I look I look like a fat little chode, but I would literally fucking love to see that. Yeah, let me tell you, I was looking rough, but I remember what shirt I was wearing it was like this orange striped like collared shirt. Yeah, I remember him being much shorter and much hairier than I expected. He's a hairy guy. Yeah, he was hairy, but he, um, yeah, I don't know. That was cool. So awesome. those are the two that stick out. I'm sure there's a few others, but um, oh, uh, I fucking stood next to uh, Mike Portnoy, the drummer of Dream Theater, at a a concert in Philly once because his son was the lead singer. Oh yeah. Um. He's also of Avenged Sevenfold fame. Yeah, of course. Um, but Dream Theater is his band. So. Yeah. Uh, I didn't introduce myself, though. That was one where I was, like, actually starstruck. Like, I was like, I'm not going to yeah. say anything, and I just stood next to this dude and, like, rocked out and vibed his kid's band. I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, I was, like, freaking out a little bit. As I, I heard he's, like, kind of an ass, but, like, he's such a good musician. Like, Dream Theater and Avenged Sevenfold are, like, huge, like, seminal bands that i listened to growing up right so it was really cool um and his son he, was really bad <laughs> he has a letterbox profile does he he's a big movie buff yeah let's let's get in on that big movie buff um but yeah i think that's all kind of all i remember what about you i honestly don't i don't know okay i met james gelsey i think his name was let me look Who's that? I met James Gelsey, who was the author of Scooby-Doo books, but not like anything else Scooby-Doo, but like he he wrote some of the kids books at the time. I met him. I don't really think I met any other celebrities. And if I did, I'm just blanking out. I have no idea. I have his autograph. And I remember uh, the Scooby-Doo movie had come out around the time, the live action one. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I will not be signing anything of live action Scooby-Doo. I will only sign the books. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, I don't mean to to pry or judge, but Mike Portnoy's letterbox profile. Mm-hmm. I want to I take a look at his favorite films. Yeah. Letterbox lets you pin four of them, right? Right. Uh, follow us on Letterbox if you don't. Right. Uh, Pulp Fiction is one of them. Mm-hmm. Great film. Ballad. Goodfellas. Incredible movie. Maybe Scorsese's best, in my opinion. These are very typical, like, movie movie dude movies, though. Mm-hmm. Clockwork Orange. Kubrick. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, right off the bat, we got three big headers. I mean, you have Tarantino, Kubrick, and fucking Scorsese. Right. And then you have one that is a phenomenal movie. I love it, right? Another huge director. But one that I you don't typically see as people's favorites a lot, even though it's a phenomenal film. That's Boogie right. Nights. Boogie Nights is up in there. And let me tell you, that movie slaps. I've never seen it. You would absolutely love it. That it is 
Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say it came on HBO one time. My, me and my friend were having dinner at his, at his house, and we were all sitting around with his family around the table, and they put the TV on, and HBO was on, and Boogie Nights came on, and there was just big titties on the screen. Oh, well, I mean, it's about, yeah. You know and they about. were, and we didn't, well, at the time, we didn't know what it was, so we would just like, we just associated the words Boogie Nights with big titties. I mean, yeah. But, I mean, besides There Will Be Blood and maybe Phantom Thread, um, personally, I think Boogie Nights is PTA's best. Now, mind you, I have not seen Punch Drunk Love, which I heard is fucking awesome. Right. And that has, uh, you know, Sandler in it. Right. So, anyway. What are what are your pinned movies on Letterboxd? So, I actually have four definitive movies that I would say sum up my taste. Not necessarily. Well, maybe not. If I could, I wish I could do five because I would ha- I would add a fifth um, to have more of like my horror. Like to represent my horror movies. And it would be the thing. I would put the thing up here. Okay. Um, but right now it's Donnie Darko, Django Unchained, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse mm. and Shutter Island. Mm. Those are good movies. So uh, you have a Scorsese in there. Yeah, and you have a Tarantino, and you have a Tarantino in there, yep. and uh, you know a Richard Kelly, which unfortunately, you know, that's all. Yeah, that is pretty much all that he did. Right. Um, although I, I personally like, he, well, did he do it? Let me click on him. He did. Yeah, he did do the the box, which I think is actually a guilty, guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah, me too. Uh, I really, really enjoy that movie. The ending of that movie fucked me up really did hard. That, that movie has that movie. I, I like. Okay. Um. And then Into the Spider Verse is great, and uh, yeah, I mean those are those are solid uh, solid choices. I know you update your four though. Yeah, I change mine. Mine changes with the wind, you know. Right. Um, right now it is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is such an incredible film. Right. I mean, a truly a beautiful, a beautiful horror film, um, and I cannot believe it. I, I mean, that thing is. That's a good movie. Mm-hmm. That is a good movie. Uh, and then I have Night of the Creeps, which, my man, you have to watch this movie. Everybody, let me put it this way. I follow 48 people on Letterboxd. 32 of them have reviewed it on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. All of them that gave it a star rating gave it five stars. Wow. And it only has a 3.6, which is... A little astounding to me. I just but, added it to my watch list. But it, I mean, <laughs> fucking movie slaps, dude. Slaps. It's like a zombie movie, but zombies, alien zombies. You got to watch it. Interesting. I'm not, I'm not giving you any piece of information. Uh, and then I also have Blood and Black Lace in here, which is a Mario Bava film, which is a fucking awesome gala movie. Uh, it's very, very like artsy in the sense that it does a lot of stuff with colors and clothing and stuff like that that i'm a sucker for um i mean you could tell from the letterbox banner she's holding a red phone um there's just a lot of color play in that which yeah. is good and then opera which is uh my favorite dario argento movie who is nice. uh, the king of uh gallows so anyway yeah i would say mine's a little more normy, but not necessarily yeah solid also yeah, it's just more taste. It's to give you an example of my taste rather than actually like 
No, they are. Those are my favorite movies. But like Shutter Island, I haven't seen that in so long, dude. But I mm. could replace that easily with The Thing. I think mm. over yeah. the years, I think I've grown to appreciate The Thing a lot more. Yeah, if I had to fucking batten down the hatches, be like, these are the four. I don't think these four would be those four necessarily. Right. You right. know what I mean. But as far as my horror tastes go, I'm what I. I don't know. I think that's why I don't have any horror because I couldn't. It's hard to like. Because I, I love so many horror films. I don't know if I could choose. The thing is definitely number one, but then there's so many. Like, I'll just riff off a couple like awesome horror movies. Like, It Follows is an yeah. awesome horror movie. Yeah, it is. Definitely. Yeah, the, madness. Yes. It Follows is the best original horror concept of anything made after the year 2000. I would agree with you. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I mean, I love and, and some of them aren't really popular. But for me personally, like, I, I think Afflicted is one of like the smartest found footage movies ever made. I love that movie. Yeah. Um, big fan of As Above, So Below. I know like you weren't really high on that, but um, I think I would be now. I think you would, too. Uh, Cabin in the Woods is like mm. definitely one of the best. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Um. I'm, I'm mentioning modern, like good modern horror films, but like there's even some classics like the original Halloween. That movie slaps so fucking hard. Yeah, that the original Halloween, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the Brain ori- Dead. Yeah, Brain Dead. Oh, my God, dude. You want to talk about movies that slap? Yeah. Reanimator is awesome. Yeah, I want to watch Bride of Reanimator. Same. Every animator is good. Now I'm just looking at my like top reviewed movies so I could just yeah. reference them. It depends. I think, I mean, horror is no secret, our favorite genre. I mean, right. when I sit down to watch a movie, I would say nine times out of 10, it's probably a horror movie. Right. But, um, they live is awesome. A quiet place is awesome, but a quiet place two isn't evil dead one. Awesome. Yeah. Evil Dead remake. Awesome. Welcome to the podcast where I just name movies. I'm just going to say the names of movies that I like. Thank you for coming. I've logged a lot of horror films on Letterboxd. A lot. I don't have many that are five stars, though. Really? Mm -mm. I have 50 that are five stars. Horror films? Yeah. Nope. X. These are new. Gotta watch it. Uh, Going home. What is this? Oh, that's what. Um. Okay. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I have Psycho Goreman as one of my five stars. Me too. (laughs) That movie's awesome. Ginger Snaps. Have you ever seen that? No, I've heard great things. You would fucking love that movie. Isn't it a werewolf movie? Dude. Yes. That's what I've heard. That movie, I was so... I was expecting nothing out of that movie. And I was so fucking pleasantly surprised. Uh, Phantom of the Paradise is five stars for me. Yeah. All right. No memes, killer clowns from outer space. I gotta see that. (laughs) That movie fucking is so awesome. Ugh. So many good ones. Yeah. 
And uh, I mean, it's it's worth saying too that we, uh, well, me personally, I rate when I rate something five stars. It doesn't even mean it's the most like magnificent film ever made. It means that I loved it, and even if it's not a objectively good movie, subjectively, I love it. So it's like an enjoyment meter. Yeah, dude. That's a it's yeah. a good uh, it's a good way to put it. The Velocipaster I mean, is five stars for me. So I'm like looking at movies that I've given five stars to, and there's even like short films on here, like that Dragon Ball Legends thing. I gave five stars because I'm fucking sucking that off. Um, there's some surprising ones in here, like wow. Venom. Let there be carnage. Oh, five hell stars. yeah, dude. Um, which I don't know if it was as good as one. I'll have to rewatch that. But like Nathan, uh, for you, Finding Francis, that's a five star. Yeah. That's a five star. Uh, too Many Cooks, that's a five star. Mm-hmm. Damn, you want to know what my first five star rating on Letterboxd was? For as far as horror goes? Raw. What? Raw. Really? Not, I mean, I just as far as my sequence of things, like yeah, I'm, I'm not from saying joining the platform. What, I'm not saying what, like, why would you give it a five star? I'm just saying what, like, that was the first, really. As far as horror movies, like I'm sorted by genre and rating, and it is sequential order. Hmm. Like this is the furthest back that it goes. That's raw from 2016. Interesting. So, anyway, welcome to the uh, movie podcast. Yeah, this is a place where we can talk about movies. Yeah, I don't really give a shit, dude. Uh, anyway, how did we get down this rabbit hole? Oh, yeah, Mike Portnoy. Mike Portnoy's letterboxed. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I did have one question for you that I brought to the table this week. What? What do you think is the most useful thing that you own? I want you to think about that. I I have an answer for that, and it's easy. Really? Easy. Okay. No out like I already know what you're gonna say. What? Is it your bidet? Oh no, that's number two. (laughs) (laughs) My bidet rule. I love bidets. Um no, my phone. That's an easy answer. That was my go to answer as well. I don't go anywhere without it. Mm -hmm. Why would you? Right? No, one hundred percent. I agree. That was my immediate thought too. Now, if you take that away, though, it might be my bidet. That's fair. That was a good. That was good. Yeah. I don't know if I would have thought about that. That's where my brain went to for you. It was like the thing that like I know you, you, know me. you, you use every day. You know me. That you love, that has changed your life, that is useful, that you would no longer want to live without. Do you have one? I, I gave you did, one. I don't you know if you give ever me used one. it. I didn't install it yet because of the place in which I'm located. Right. Because you did live in a, a, a right. technically a dorm building when I first gave it to you. Right. And now you're but I mean, I mean, yeah. Even, yeah. Oh, shit. Um, but yeah, even right now, I do not want to uh, to use that. It I, is I, a game gonna, I'm going to save that for a special occasion, if you know what I mean. I I love it. I don't know if you've ever let mine rip at my house, but. I have not. I'm scared. There's no reason to be scared. It will change your life. <laughs> uh, listen. I, I love my bidet. I believe you. But besides that, I don't really know. If, if I if I couldn't answer with my phone, I don't. I, I don't, don't want to like think electronics, but I think 
Like my Steam Deck, I think, is going to change my life. Dude, it already has for me. Like yeah. I don't, I don't really have a want or a need now to play any other platform. Right. I will, of course. I mean, we're also in an opportune time where like there's not a bunch of big releases right now. Like, we're big PlayStation people, obviously. Right. There's no real big PS5 releases until... Um, well, there's The Last of Us Part 1. That's remastered, re-released, whatever. But really until God of War. Right. So. Yeah, I think I think that's a game changer because... You know, if you have a PC, you can play all those emulators and stuff. But we, we literally have any game we want. But it's different. Mobile. It's different. Yeah. yeah. It's different. The, the, the experience and the intimacy and the... The level of engagement, which I know it sounds weird, but the level of engagement you get through a handheld. I mean, dude, it's why we spend so much time on our Switch and we spend so much time on our Vitas. You know what I mean? Right. Like the level of engagement that you get out of it, it's just different. It's just different. You can play in bed. You can. Although I will tell you what, playing in bed hurts my wrists. Does it? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe you need you a grip. You can't really like lay on your back that long. Without your arms getting tired and then like sometimes i play on my side but that hurts really bad and then sometimes i like lay on my stomach and like put it out in front of me that hurts after a while so i end up just sitting up in bed so i'm gonna give the the switch a point for this because you know what i do with my switch when i play in bed yeah you put it up and then i take the joy cons out off yeah dude i lay on my stomach yeah i lay on my stomach so, audio listeners, this is going to be a little tough, but Josh, follow me along here on the video. Mm-hmm. Joy-Con in each hand. I'm laying yeah. on my stomach. I turn my head. My switch is over here. I'm looking at it. I have it propped up on a pillow. Yeah. I put my one hand under my pillow, and I'm laying on it, and the other one is just yeah. like at my side, and I'm literally playing Switch like this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You, uh, I mean, you could use any controller you want to with the Steam Deck. True. And they, they did just get Joy-Con support. Native. Yeah. So, so you could do that now too. But yeah, no, you're right. I don't know. I also, I don't know. Maybe it's just like I have like my left wrist has issues, um, and gets fatigued really easily. A lot of it, I think, is just the nature of my work, where I'm like constantly at a fucking computer all the time, and I'm really tired of it. Um, so like it gets fatigued after a while. But there is really nothing better than playing playing games in bed. Yeah. Back to your original question, though, about like what I can't live without or what's the most useful tool. I, I changed my mind. It's not my phone. Oh. And it's not my bidet. Oh. It's my glasses. Wow. I can't see shit without my glasses. It's bad. Yeah. Like I have nightmares about. I have nightmares that I'm still in school and I go to class and I don't have my glasses because that's how it affected me. Wow. I couldn't see the board when I didn't wear glasses. Yeah. That's a big one. I would yeah. love to get eye surgery. My uh, my eyesight is not nearly as bad as you, right. but I do have glasses and I should wear them more than I do because I get frequent headaches from eye strain. What do you use glasses for? Far? Do you, you have trouble seeing far away? No, it's, I mean, I can't really read far, far, far away, but it's more so like for, reading. I guess, constant reading. Like I have blurry vision slightly. Just so because, you, I, so I have because I have astigmatism, and okay. my eyesight in my right eye is not bad, but it's off enough that the the disparity in it gives me a headache because gotcha. my eyes are constantly trying to focus and adjust. I knew you had a tism. I just didn't know it was astigmatism. Well, I've got a few tisms. Okay, 
Yeah. Yeah, I can see up close fine. Like, as a matter of fact, when I'm in bed, like playing Steam Deck or something, I take my glasses off. Really? I can see close. No problem. I can read. It's it's always far away. Signs when I'm driving, like, you know. Yeah, you can see clearly now the rain is gone. Yeah, I got I haven't been to a uh, eye doctor in probably four years. These glasses are old. I need to get new ones. Maybe I'll do that. I'll do that before we go on vacation. Yeah, it's coming up. I went to uh, Old Navy today. Got some new clothes for our, for our trip. How was that trip to Cali? Uh, it's okay. Um, so I am at the spot in my life where I'm working out. I'm trying to lose weight. I gained a lot of weight during the pandemic, uh, and right before the pandemic, I gained a little bit too because I started taking Lexapro, which is a antidepressant and an anxiety relief medication. Right. And one of the side effects is you gain a lot of weight. So sure. I went from wearing like uh, mediums and larges in 2013 to extra larges in like 2016, 17. And now I'm a two X mm-hmm. and I'm a, I think a 40 or a 42 in my waist, which is like, I'm, I'm getting bigger and it's hard for me to go to normal stores now and find clothes and it's fucking me up and it's making me, that's why I'm working out as hard as I am now because I don't want to get even bigger than this. I'd rather get smaller so I can fit back in my old clothes. Like I have rucking fountain shirts that are all larges that I can't wear or extra larges. I'm sorry. I can't wear. Yeah. That I spent like a shitload of money on. Sure. Cause they just don't fit me anymore. Sure. Uh, so I, uh, I, yeah, I went to old Navy and I went to get clothes for our trip and, and old Navy is starting to not have my size. Really? Like for, Dude, I'm looking at they they stack it in order and at the top is the smaller size and at the bottom is the larger sizes. I'm at the very bottom. I'm literally like lifting up a whole stack of jeans to find a 42. Like they have like bigger, like they have 46 and 48, which right. I'm not. But I, I struggle to find pants. So it was a fucking hassle. It was like it was an eye opener and uh I just gotta work harder. I gotta I gotta work out harder, hit that uh that Peloton, you know, right? I might start intermittent fasting. Oh yeah, I uh, I've done that for quite a long time. Yeah, I might start doing that. I don't drink soda anymore unless I go out to eat with with you guys. I'm drinking yeah. more water. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to. So, fun fact: right before we started recording, I injured myself. Oh no! What'd you do? I uh, I went out to the store with Jess today to get a new bathroom light. Our bathroom light went out. And yeah. it's not turning on anymore. Right. So I started unboxing it and it was like two big things of styrofoam holding together like the actual light. And I lifted it out of the box and I walked it over to my stove and I put it on my stove and I didn't realize underneath oh, that no. they had hidden a uh, a packet of like hardware, like screws, uh, brackets, like metal. Dude, it dropped on my toe. What are you doing? It hurt so fucking bad, my man. I thought, oh, that was really heavy and it landed on my toe. It hurt. You know what I didn't realize? It stabbed me in my toe. It went through my fucking toenail. Dude. I have a hole in my fucking toenail from this thing landing on my foot. And it was bleeding. I'm on blood thinners. Bleeding profusely out of my toe. It hurts so fucking bad. That's abysmal. I have a fucking hole in my toe now. So what are you going to do? 
I don't know. I have a Band-Aid on it right now, but it hurts really bad. Yeah, I believe it. So, and it's bleeding, and it won't stop bleeding. Well, it won't stop coming. That's unfortunate. So, anyway, don't know if I'm going to be able to work out. I'm giving my. Am I making an excuse? Yeah. Is that okay? No, but. Well, I, I think it's valid. So. Yeah, I think so too. But anyway, yeah, Old Navy not tracking my sizes anymore as much, and uh, it sucks. Mm-hmm. But I did get some shorts and some nice shirts for uh, for our little trip. Nice. Yeah. I uh I don't know. I have so many clothes that I don't wear. Yeah. That I think I'll probably pull out for the trip. You uh you have nice clothes. Do you know what Danielle said to me the other day? What's that? For those that don't know, Danielle is uh our friend Brandon's girlfriend. They've been together for you know almost ten years probably yeah, at this long, point. Long time. And uh they're the ones that we're gonna go visit in right. California. Right. And Brandon was in town for the past couple of weeks. So mm-hmm. we were chatting with him. And uh, she mentioned, I tried getting Brandon to start dressing more like you and Josh. And I was like, well, Josh and I dress very differently. But uh, why? Why are you? And she was like, well, he always wears the same thing. And I didn't realize this, but Brandon actually has like this thing where he wears the same stuff. Like he never ventures out of his comfort zone with clothes. So he'll always wear like a plain color T-shirt and yeah. a pair of jeans. Yeah, he doesn't really wear shorts. I'm just so accustomed to it at this point. I have, haven't really thought about it in a long time. But yeah, you're right. Which yeah. is a, a part of the joke that we make that we're like you can like play any video game and like you know <laughs> open up the character creator and make him. <laughs> it's super easy to make him. Yeah. So yeah. she was like, I was trying to get him to dress more like you and Josh, and I was like, Well, we dress very differently. Jo- Josh is a little more uh, dressy, but. I think yeah. what she meant was like get graphic tees with like right. cool designs on them. You know what I mean? Like yeah. express yourself via your clothes, basically. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a good point. I just haven't thought about it in a while. But yeah. I mean, listen, you can do whatever he wants. I don't really care. Right. But I, I have never thought about it. I do understand that though. I mean, that's like it just takes one thing out of one less thing in your day that you have to make a decision on. You know. But I have. I like generally, I like have like a like a section of my closet. Like these are the clothes that I'm wearing right now, and like for months, like that's all I'll wear. And I have all these clothes that are really nice. Most of them brand new. Some of them not even worn a single time that I just haven't worn. Yeah, I have this the same issue over here. Uh, but what I started to do is when I wear something and I wash it and I clean it, I put it on a certain side of my dress, um, my closet. Mm-hmm. And that way I basically cycle through everything. Mm. Like I'll put that in the once I wear it and I wash it and I dry it and I hang it up, I put it in a certain spot and then everything mm. else will go behind that. That's smart. So I, yeah. So I, I only wear what, you know, no, that's smart. But also, I mean, it's, you know, sometimes it's like uh, you just you have a, a bunch of clothes that you wear. They're like, these are comfortable. I know these fit me appropriately. Right. I know I'm going to be comfortable in these. This is right. what I'm wearing. Sometimes you'll pull something up and be like, oh, yeah, I forgot I bought this. This is a really awesome shirt. And then you put it on, you're like, eh, I don't like the way it feels against my skin. Right. <laughs> I have that issue all the time. And then I take it off, and then that's it. And then it goes to the, you know, section of my closet, the nether realm. Right. Speaking yeah, I... of the nether realm. What's that? We're at the end of this episode. Are we already? Yeah, that has nothing to do with the nether realm. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Were you going to say something? 
Uh, I was going to say... Um, I don't know. All right. I forget. Yeah, dude. I didn't use the soundboard once this whole episode. Fuck go. yeah, dude. Get it in now, dude. Yeah. But that's it. That's another episode of Have to Cast Unscripted 5, right? This was 6. Really? Oh. I think. Let me double check. Hold on. Yeah, suck me off. I have no idea. But while Brett does that, make sure that you rate us on you know your favorite audio podcast platforms make sure you like uh it heart it follow us on you know everywhere and subscribe to us on youtube and everywhere and yeah this this is indeed number six cool and uh drop us a line comment on our youtube videos share it with your friends suck us off yes you have anything that you want to add for it hell yeah dude